I was dating people who were good people, but I was grooming them to not fully see me. And then I would feel somehow taken advantage of or like slighted in some way because they didn't truly see me. But from the beginning, I didn't let them. I, I purposefully didn't let them. So that's on me. That's not on the person. What you're putting out will come back to you and you may not love it down the road. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi. What is going on, everybody? This is Chase. We are so excited, so grateful that you are tuning in and um, allowing us to join in on your day. I hope that this um, episode brings all of you so much value, no matter where you're at. As you could probably see from the title, we're going to be talking about dating and dating advice out there and we're going to be kind of breaking it apart and putting it back together in a conscious way and no matter where you're at whether you're in a relationship or you're dating or you're completely single or maybe you're you're married there's going to be something in here um, of value for you wherever you're at but I will say that this specific topic of you know sort of like dating in the conscious space like being a conscious consumer individual person straight to tinder easy (laughs) this has been requested by certain people certain listeners followers wondering okay how how do i call in how do i attract someone how do i get someone who is conscious basically so this is by um popular request and we're we're dipping our toes into it certainly this is not an exhaustive list this is not a complete list of everything that you need to do you know five steps to find your mate um that's not what this is about this is about raising awareness and uh hopefully shedding some light on areas where we have gone wrong and then seen the light so yeah. to speak i think there's i mean we could do 10 episodes on dating advice from, from, you know, what's already out there and then try to reconstruct it or break it down. The reality is so much of the dating advice that exists is so shitty and the intentions are so misaligned with, with, uh, I guess they're not misaligned if you, if you're looking for a subpar life, but if you are on this track to human evolution, to consciousness Mm -hmm. evolution, um, your dating life, we've talked a lot about your, like, romantic life in the form of partnership or relationship. Um, But in this sense, like those stories all have a beginning and most of those beginnings happen dating, you know, they happen in the single life. And, and of course you and I were single long ago when we were like 15 years old before we got back together or before (laughs) we uh, got together initially. But in, in all seriousness, we spent three years apart, single AF. And so when we divorced, we were, 
and this was, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, really not that long ago. No. We were single and trying to traverse the dating landscape of what it looks like in this modern world. Mm -hmm. And that includes late nights out, you know, the, the traditional bar club scene that includes uh, the dating apps that exist. And I think they still exist probably a little bit different, but they can't have, have changed too much in the last couple right. of years. I think um, there's just more of them. Right. So all of this to say, although we're in a committed, really unique relationship uh, that that is all about elevating consciousness and our sort of like spiritual experience through relationship, we're really also not that far out of yeah. the traditional dating space. And mm -hmm. we've both gotten flooded with the mainstream dating advice. Yeah. And so today it's like, let's break this thing apart, man. Mm -hmm. What What's here uh, from w that has some validity to it, that mm -hmm. has some legs to it? And how much of this is just kind of bullshit? <laughs> A lot. But um, adding to your point, I will say that we got together when we were 16 and then we dated each other kind of basically exclusively um, until we were engaged and married at 23, 24. Um, so we didn't date anyone else in our adult life until age about 26, 27. I never, I never kissed another human being until I was 26 years old. So that being said, we it's not like we grew up and we were, you know, learning with the times. We were thrust thrown catapulted you could say into the deep end of dating and what that looked like in 2017 2018 which was vastly different than dating in a small christian <laughs> christian school high school yeah so it's like we we there were no water wings we we really had to like okay so that's not how you do it apparently um, which we know now is, is not actually correct, but it was okay. So that wasn't it. What do I do now? And if you guys have been listening for any amount of time, you know that Chase and I both take on this attitude of like, well, I'm going to learn how to do it right. You know, basically in anything that we do. And so this was not, uh, this was not separate from that. We, we applied that same in like, okay, well, I want to get out there. I want to meet people. I'm single now. What, what does this look like? as a 27 year old in, you know, 2018. So, um, that's kind of where we're coming from. If you don't know much about our backstory, um, that's, that's where we're, we're coming from. We're not, we haven't just <laughs> always been this like beautiful, loving, like conscious couple. Like, no, we, we had to learn the hard way. So totally. But first my love in the pink, <laughs> he's got a nice bright pink, tank top on today and it just makes your whole being glow what my love do you have in your cup today in my cup this morning uh it is filled with one of my favorite brands on the planet keon and i have keon berry aminos in this cup with some ice water as well as some keon creatine uh had a heavy lift this morning i lifted a little upper body, a little bit legs, kind of a full body workout and post-workout because I want um, recovery to be optimized. I prefer my workout tomorrow and any activity that I have the rest of today uh, to be, you know, athletically inspired. So I'm putting these things in my body post-workout for recovery 
and for setting myself up for further athletic and resistant training success over the next couple of days. And the reason uh, is because creatine and uh, amino acids are critically important to those types of goals. And there is none cleaner on the planet than Keon's creatine and aminos. I've talked about aminos a lot. So if you're hearing this again, you can go back to previous episodes on uh, kind of the what's in your cup section to hear about the aminos, but they're great for muscle recovery. They're really great for building uh, muscle just in general and for athletic performance, um, prevention of injury, hydration. But creatine is one I haven't talked about a lot. And Keon has some of the cleanest creatine I've I've ever seen. It's it's completely tasteless. It's calorie-less. Where you you see a lot of creatine in the space that has a bunch of um, additives, sweeteners, and Keon's is very, very clean. It is one of the most studied supplements on the planet. It's been around a long time. I'm talking like thousands of studies that support the effective use of creatine for muscle recovery, performance. And I think it's gotten a bad rap in like the 80s and 90s because it was used by bodybuilders who were using steroids alongside creatine. Mm-hmm. But actually in isolate, it's it's completely safe for men and women. Has I it, use it. Yeah, it, it's really incredible. I challenge you to uh, check it out and give it a try. It's really affordable too. It's like 15 or 20 bucks. Wow. Which a lot of times in the supplement space, I can see that being a little bit of a challenge when it comes to barrier to entry with some mm-hmm. of these things is the yeah. price point. But the aminos, which is similarly like, I think it's like $30. And then the creatine, 15 to 20. It's a really good starter pack if you're looking to build muscle recovery, athletic performance into your life. And uh, if you mix them together, the berry aminos taste like berries. Tastes like Kool-Aid. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Uh, Make sure to use our coupon code uh, or check it out in the medicine cabinet uh, to get all your Keon goodies. Yes, check the show notes for the direct link. Yeah, and I do want to give one, even though it's not in my cup, it's actually on my scalp. I do want to give a quick update to something I talked about probably a month ago on Under the Red Hat as it pertained to Oxano Grow, a hair supplement that I've been taking now for a little over two months. And this was, I was like four or five weeks into it at that point and seeing a ton of progress results in the thickness of my Uh, hair and some improvements in areas that were starting to thin a little bit. Now I don't have like bald patches or anything drastic, but I'm hyper aware of And you're being like proactive. Being proactive. And I've always been very fascinated in this space. Even taking like Medoxanil, which comes through Rogaine at times, which is like pharmaceutical grade type um, hair uh, restoration or or hair loss prevention. Pretty harsh. But this stuff is freaking amazing. It is a copper peptide and carbon 60 uh, serum product where you put the copper peptide, which has been used for a long, long time in um, anti-aging for like skin cell restoration. You've actually put it on your scalp and you massage it into your scalp. Follow it up with the second serum, which is this uh, carbon 60 um, attribute that like runs into uh, the peptide and essentially, essentially like accelerates or um, increases the efficacy of the copper peptide. And I'm, I'm having a ton of just like really great results from this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. It's pretty clean. Once a day in the evening, takes about five minutes to massage in. Then I stack it with um, juve light, red light therapy. I mean, you can see like my hair is definitely thicker, the strands mm-hmm. themselves. And then the follicles themselves are actually growing more hair out of them. So 
why I wanted to give an update is because I was able to grab a coupon code, nice. a discount code for anybody interested. Dude, guys, check this out. <laughs> uh, you're, you're going to appreciate the fact that I'm doing this. Um, and ladies, it, it works for women as well. If you've got thinning hair or, or you know your, your partners or your significant others or somebody in your life is like just challenged with hair loss. It sucks, dude. And so if you're interested, check it out. I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. The coupon code is medicine. Um, should give you like 15 to 20% off, but it, and, and, and it's initial, initially like a 60 to 90 day supply. So it's like 200 and some bucks, but it's a 90 day supply, which you do the math on that. And it's actually pretty affordable when you break it down. Yeah. But um, I'm loving it. So yeah. make, I made, I wanted to make sure to give a little bit here to say. It's get, working and I can, uh, I can attest to yeah. it. It looks awesome. So <clears throat> I'm super excited about it. Um, anyway, what my love for you in your cup today, what you got going on? I got going on in my cup. Um, pretty simple. I have some glow from Organifi, uh, to help my natural collagen support and to help me glow from the inside out with, um, tremella mushroom is the heavy hitter ingredient in there. And obviously we've talked about tremella many a time on here, but tremella is awesome for holding more moisture in the skin and cells need moisture. They need water to function properly and to heal. And so I am loading up on some glow today. There's like 12 other beauty superfoods in here. It tastes like raspberry lemonade. If you haven't tried glow, I absolutely recommend it. Um, it's incredible. It tastes amazing and it really, really does work. So, and then I also have a dropper full of the Mito Restore from Microbe Formulas. So I'm getting some mitochondrial support in here as well and just gifting that to my body. And uh, I will have links in the show notes. Um, and as always, you guys can always head to our medicine cabinet. It's getmemefit.com slash the medicine cabinet. And this is where we store all of our favorite <laughs> sort of life-changing products. We don't put anything on there that hasn't made our life significantly better. But if you are, you know, sitting around and you're like, what was that product they talked about? Or what was that discount code they mentioned? You can always go back to the medicine cabinet and we have links to everything. We have the discount. We ha also have a little blurb of how we use each specific product, when, how, why, all of the, all of those details. So check it out if you have not already. Mm. All right. Are you ready to jump into us <laughs> breaking up with mainstream dating advice? Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. So we're sharing four of our tips here, um, and we're going to go through each of them and include examples and what to do instead and um, some of our experience. It's yeah. going to be... Th these are four tips you've probably heard from mainstream dating advice and mm -hmm. we're just going to break them up a little bit. Yeah. And, and really um, approaching it with um, kind of the attitude of kind of like a rumor, <laughs> you know, is that there's sometimes or oftentimes like a nugget of truth somewhere in there and it gets lost in transit or in communication. And so we're going to hopefully clear a little bit up um, for all of you today. Um, okay. Do you want to start with number one? Or you want me Starting to number one. I think everybody's heard this. Yes. Playing hard to get Ugh. and, or don't expose or reveal too much of yourself to that person too soon. Yeah. 
And so how does this usually look? I think in the minds of many, there's this like, well, he or she has to reach out first. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to reach out. Uh, I need to wait an hour or so or, or a period of time to call or text him or her back. There's also definitely a, I, I may not want to show them this side of me. Maybe it's gentleness. If you're a guy, you don't want to show that sort of like gentle side. Um, maybe it's your goofy side. Like 90% of my humor is like from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> and so that might not be like mainstream sexy. Yeah. So I may not want to, you know, show that side uh, or, or any other th- anything else you might sort of feel insecure about. Those are some of these examples of like, hey, I may not want to show them my wholeness. Mm-hmm. Um, and rather, I may I may play a little bit hard to get. And, and I think for girls, especially that, that, oh, that yeah. game of like playing hard to get uh, kind of elicits that that chase mentality from the masculine. Yeah. And so I think it's used often for the purposes of like becoming magnetic for the achieving man yes i think where the the truth or the nugget of wisdom in this is that if we're talking about masculine and feminine energies um there is this urge or this um this attraction from the feminine i can speak directly to that with or or to uh, a, a male partner who is decisive, goal-oriented, single-focused, determined, and even better when it's, I'm determined to get you, or I'm after you, or I'm not chasing, but I, I'm interested and I desire you, and I'm showing you that. That's really attractive to the feminine or to the omega right we talk Mm -hmm. about alpha and omega that's really really attractive and there's nothing wrong with that but then it gets warped and twisted into this manipulative sort of way where women are told and a lot of this i'm just going to put this disclaimer out a lot of this as we speak we have a heterosexual relationship male female you embody the masculine mostly i embody the feminine mostly that doesn't mean that we are one or all we're not 100% feminine not 100% masculine but we we do have a sort of heteronormal relationship in that way so that's what we're going to be speaking to we realize that's not the case for everyone but just insert yourself into this equation so that's where we're, we're coming from we can speak to that directly um and so there's nothing wrong with the feminine or the omega wanting to feel that desire from the masculine partner but it gets warped and twisted in our society and it turns into this manipulative chess game where I've literally read books where they list out 25 rules on what you are and are not supposed to do in order to get a man who is attentive and who is into you. And it's basically a way of controlling the situation so that you don't get hurt because it's, you know, this pendulum swinging from history where women have been oppressed and suppressed and raped and plundered and treated like cattle and treated like property and literally sold to men globally. 
So we're swinging now the other direction where now women are told you need to be in control of the situation. You can't get a man to love you and be attentive and to listen to you unless you're controlling the situation. So that's where this advice I think comes from. And it includes playing hard to get and don't expose too much of who you are because then you are vulnerable, right? When we show someone our cards or the, the truth of our heart or our deepest passions and dreams and desires, that could put you in a potentially vulnerable situation where if the person isn't an amazing person, they can use that you know, information against you or maybe to just get what they want from you. And so I realize that it is to avoid all of that garbage, but there is a better way to go about it. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to get into some of that. The reason this works, I mean, just human nature, oftentimes you want what you can't have. Uh-huh. And so playing hard to get is this energetic switch that puts one party in the, wait, I don't have that? What if I did have that type yeah. mind frame that makes them more potentially uh, the, the other person a little more desirable? And so I think we often kind of find ourselves in those those patterns, and that's probably why this works. Is it good that it works? Maybe not. Now, there is something to the idea of, you know, like you mentioned, protecting your uh, the truth of your heart and whatever is, is sacred, right? There's a lot of manipulators out there. And if you're not quite in a place where you're fully confident um, or self-protecting, you may be putting yourself in jeopardy from an emotional abuse perspective. But protecting the gift of your heart, sure, totally get that. But don't play so hard to get that, or, or don't protect so hard that you disallow your whole heart to be seen. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between protecting, but still allowing it uh, to be seen to the fullest. Yeah. You can show someone parts of you without giving them parts of you, without just yes. handing over your energy. Oh, here's my heart. Take it. Like, that's probably not so healthy. That sounds more co-dependent uh, than co-creative. Rather, kind of just opening the curtains of your heart and allowing it um, and, and sort of offering um, insight into who you are as a gift. And they have the uh, option to to engage with that or to not yeah depending that, on like, uh, on what they want out it, of a relationship it's like yeah uh yeah come on over come on over to my house and um i'll show you the house a little bit maybe we can uh you know have a meal together in the in the home but you don't live here yeah you know you don't, right. you don't live this in this isn't house. your home now <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's a safe home and you're well aware that there's a security system and you're not going to be breaking into this home um but it's nice and you know the, the more we hang out who knows yeah. maybe you can uh stay the night and it also <laughs> it also is like, I love my home so much. Yeah. And I would love to share part of it with you for a portion of the night or a portion of the day or whatever um, is so much different than like, so when are you going to move in? Right. <laughs> and we're being sort of facetious here, but I think that, that, that the example is, is um, understood by a lot of people where it's like, especially for, for women, that play hard to get is so real. Yep. And I, I literally read the book called The Rules. It was it was offered to me or uh, recommended to me by my hairstylist at the time. And she was like, oh, you want to get guys to do whatever you want? Do this. And I will say it works. But it works in that you are approaching the situation from a very superficial 
and manipulative attitude. So that is what you will continue to manifest and elicit from the potential partner yeah. is the superficiality and the potential for manipulation because that is what the <laughs> whole relationship is basically founded on. If you've been playing around with the thought of Botox for forehead lines or crow's feet or just frustrated by your acne scars, listen up, my love. ClearStem just brought back their No Botox Repair Serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and as always, hormone-friendly and non-pore clogging. Completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by ClearStem's HydroGlow moisturizer. To get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne, anti-aging, truly clean ClearStem products, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes. You and your skin are going to love this stuff. Yeah, that's going to be a theme through the entire podcast is the state with which you are taking action in the dating realm oftentimes will determine what comes back. And so if that state, especially if your heart or your, your, uh, you know, emotions is out of balance, mm -hmm. you will only then bring in to your life, right? What you are putting out in yeah. the form of maybe it's manipulative, maybe it's inauthentic. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's out of balance or That's insecure or insecure. That's what yeah. will return. Yeah. And each of these points, we're going to be talking about like you, it's important to get to a state where you love who you are. You love your life and you're actively creating a life that you love. That is, I think one of the most attractive things about a person is like, it's not the hard to get. It's man, I love my life so much. I'm doing so many things that I love that if you want to come along, great. That would be so awesome. You would be the, the cherry on top of my already delicious cupcake. Yeah. Um, but I don't need you for an amazing life. That is so attractive when it's presented in a really like loving and conscious way. Um, I did want to share, uh, one of these other examples where this was very true for me. One of these rules that was in the book, which I think is, uh, is also spread out there as advice is to, in order to not show too much of yourself or, or be too much for this person in front of you, you constantly are, I was instructed to deflect back to them, constantly ask them questions about themselves. If you feel like they're getting, it, things are getting too deep into who you are and the truth of your heart, whatever you want to call it, you deflect back to the other person and, and get to know them and keep them basically talking about themselves. That's the advice. 
And I was so good at this <laughs> that I will tell you that what it elicits from the partner or potential partner is someone who is very comfortable talking about themselves only. And you are grooming them to not be interested in who you actually are. So I was coming into contact and dating people who... That's a magnet for narcissism. Yes. And I was dating people who were good people, but I was grooming them to not fully see me. And then I would feel somehow taken advantage of or, um, you know, uh, I would feel like slighted in some way because they didn't truly see me. But from the beginning, I didn't let them. I, I purposefully didn't let them. So that's on me. That's not on the person. So um, just be aware of that, that um, what you're putting out will come back to you and you may not love it down the road. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that that's that's a good representation. Um, so what can we do instead? I think definitely erring on the side of if I show them my true self, um, kind of like we mentioned with the house analogy, um, if I show them my house to its fullest, but don't allow them necessarily like the key to my home, you're going to be putting yourself into an authentic, safe space. Mm -hmm. So that would be like sharing organically and not pushing things out, not entering into like a date or a, a dinner or something like that, being like, okay, today I'm going to tell this person right off the bat, straight up front, you know, I have some, you know, past trauma or, um, you know, I come from this type of environment or I'm, I have Crohn's disease or whatever sensitive topic that you are like, oh, I don't want them to know this about me right away. Don't go into something like, okay, I'm going to tell them this right. because it's going to come off as like pushing it on the person. Yeah. Rather wait for the, uh, the opportunity or the conversation to flow. And if it comes up organically, be like, yeah, you know, this is something that's sort of, you know, private or, you know, I don't share with everyone, but I really, I feel like, um, you know, I just, I'm loving our connection so far. And I, you know, I just wanted to share that I have this X, Y, Z or, yeah. Hey, real example for us. Like, by the way, you know, um, I'll share with you that I've been divorced. I was married to my high school sweetheart and now I'm divorced and this is sort of what went down or whatever. Yeah. I think, I think leaving space for, of course, hearing their thoughts and opinions, but also, um, without hostility, uh, or without, um, in authenticity, just sharing your own opinions or your thoughts. Um, I think allowing the container for even a mm -hmm. dating relationship or even a first date relationship to have a safety in the space of, you know, sharing your thoughts, uh, maybe a little bit about your past or your history is attractive, whether you're feminine or masculine is just that container of safety. Mm -hmm. And so if you can elicit that, uh, from the other person in the, in the situation, it's going to be a more, it's going to be a, a truer representation of what the relationship could or could not be. If you start with your first foot forward mm -hmm. being transparency, mm -hmm. authenticity, and safety. Yeah. With 
the attitude of confidence and security yeah. and love for yourself, not a like a in a self-deprecating way, whatever the thing is. Totally. Yep. Awesome. Number yeah. two. Yes. What do you got? So the dating advice that we're kind of breaking apart, breaking up with is um, finding someone that can take care of all your needs and vice versa, that we are in some way responsible for taking care of our partner's needs and they are responsible for taking care of our needs. And this is something that we've talked about certainly on other podcasts because I feel like this is some of the biggest <laughs> lies of relationship and what they probably tell you in premarital counseling that you get into marriage and you realize like, oh, they were 100% absolutely wrong about this. <laughs> and that, that doesn't, this doesn't mean that I'm not sensitive to what Chase is sharing with me that he would love more of in our relationship, but that's, that's different than depending on someone yeah. for meeting your needs. So an example would be, well, I'm not really good at or don't really like the all the cooking and cleaning and domestic stuff. So I just want a girl who can do all that for me. Yeah. Or, 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 or you know, gold digging, whether that's a guy or a girl. Right. Yeah. I don't want to work or I don't want to have to be independent and make my own money. I got to marry someone with money. Yeah. I mean, how many times like it's just like known in our world like you can spot Basically, I don't want to overgeneralize, but you can pretty much spot when someone is simply with someone else because of their financial status. Yeah. Um, another you know, example would be coming more maybe from the feminine or the omega is I want someone who makes me feel beautiful, who tells me I'm beautiful because I'm not giving that to myself and I need someone to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Or, really or what it is. I think oftentimes with the masculine, it's. I want a girl to make me feel like yeah. a king. A trophy. Or, or I want a girl to make me feel powerful and yeah. strong. Mm -hmm. Which then can, you know, why this doesn't work is because just that example exactly is that out of balance. Um, it's not, a. I, I don't think it's wrong to want to feel like kings and queens in your relationship. But if you are asserting yourself to a position over like, <clears throat> more powerful than your partner. Like she's going to listen to me because I'm the man, I'm the king and she needs to do what I say because that makes me feel powerful. Right. Right. Is, is a really out of balance and very toxic. Totally. So, so why not? I think this type of starting point encourages scorekeeping. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about scorekeeping in the past in relationship, not to keep score as far as like, well, you did this for me, I did this for you, therefore we're even. Or you did this to me, aka you took this away from me, I'm going to take this away from you. Mm -hmm. Scorekeeping in the relationship just to determine who's producing or providing more to the relationship yeah. than the other. This is like step number one to that sort of future. <laughs> um, I think also it's not addressing root deficiencies. Yeah. Saying I need is a place of, of dependency. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the, some of the challenges of codependency versus like a collaborative or co-creative relationship. Um, relationships are a mirror. If you emit neediness or lack of self-love, for, for instance, using the examples of like, I need somebody who cooks and cleans, or I need somebody to tell me I'm beautiful. 
it will ultimately reflect back to you. Relationships are mirrors. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's not immediately, it will be long-term. If there are deficiencies in the way that you engage and start the relationship, they may seem like compliments because if your deficiency is met by another person's specific profile, it might actually weirdly work like a puzzle piece in that moment. But as you change and as people change, which is inevitable in a relationship, that will suddenly get mm-hmm. janky. It, yeah. it will feel broken instead of completely showing up to the relationship whole. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing with this dating uh, advice as far as like finding someone that meets your needs and it can be dressed up in different ways. Even, it can even sound better than that in, in like, you know, find someone that compliments you. Uh, mm-hmm. For the things that you don't like, maybe they like it. And and it can even sound that way and a little a little nicer than just like, oh, I need something from somebody. But I, I really do caution, this is using someone as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And I came across this quote that I, that I really like. It's from Immanuel Kant. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that. I was like, we got to be careful with be that careful last that name. Um, and I think he's like a stoic philosopher. But his, this quote says, act that you use humanity, whether in your own person or in the person of another, always at the same time as an end, never merely as a means. So his argument basically is that treating any human being as a means to some other end is the basis of unethical behavior. Tyranny. Tyranny. <laughs> and so... I actually saw this quote used with um, Mark Manson, who has a really just awesome social media profile and goes through life advice, relationship advice, individual advice, et cetera. But he used uh, a few different examples of like, yes, this is okay as far as like using the example of a means and an end and no, this is not okay. So the example of using something for a a means to an end would be, and, and keeping in mind the idea of relationship would be, the first example is, I want a burrito. That's the end. What would be the means? Well, the means is getting in the car and driving to get to the burrito. There's no, no harm there. No foul anywhere. You're, there's no human involved except for yourself. The next example he uses is, I want a burrito to give to my wife to make her happy. There's another human involved in this case, but that human is not the end or the means the, the, the end is the happiness of your wife or your significant other, and the means is the burrito. No human in the form of the means. Mm-hmm. Rather, the human's happiness is the end. Yeah. Check. Okay, that works. Uh, example three that he gave was, I want sex. I want to have an orgasm. I will use my wife for the orgasm. I will use the significant other for the orgasm. That significant other is the means to an end that is your selfish orgasm if you wanted to masturbate and use your hand maybe you're not impacting somebody (laughs) else right but once you bring another soul into the equation as the means to an end you are dehumanizing you're devaluing right and you're and ultimately this is what kind of this this dating advice of somebody to meet your needs your needs are the end Mm -hmm. and the person is the means to the end yeah it's sort of confusing like the quote it's said in sort of like well it's like old english you know yeah it's like 
old language, so it's said in a way that's I, I had to actually like read it with my own eyes to really understand it. But if we're taking the example that you just said, the, the sex example, because someone might listen to that and be like, wait, what? If I, if I want to have sex, then you're saying that I shouldn't, you know, do it with my partner or use my partner for that. And in this example, all the elements are basically the same. It's the thinking and the consciousness connected to those elements. So in this example, um, if you are, if the, the, the end goal in the case of sex really should be connection, deeper love, deeper bond, a psychedelic blast off with your partner, totally. like that's a dope end. Um, and, and, and overall feeling and experience, the means could be different. It doesn't have to be sex. It could be a walk on the beach. It yeah. could be cuddling on the couch. It could be staring into each other's eyes for 30 seconds. So that's where it's different, where the the end goal shouldn't necessarily be sex because the means would have to be a, a person. The end goal should be connection. And then how you get there, um, you know, can be sex or these other things how you get there is is life that's right. create your own journey just sure. don't use another human being yeah. or another soul as the stepping stone for mm -hmm. that so in the dating like you said if my end goal is self-love but the only way to get there is through you my partner waking me up and telling me i'm beautiful every day now you do that and it feels wonderful but my happiness and self-love is not dependent on you doing that. Critical. You do it because you're amazing and it brings you joy and it deepens our connection. But you don't do it for me to feel yeah. self-love. Yeah. So what do we do? We, I think we take inventory, number one. Are we doing this to anybody? A yeah. And that doesn't have to be dating, honestly. It yeah. can be in the workplace. Are you using people to an end? Or are, do you feel like you're getting used? Because if you are, fuck that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Part of this out. is being able to recognize yeah. too when it when it's happening currently and that's not the the direction or the type of relationship that you want. Yep. And then simply we've talked about this in the past. Fill up your own cup before you expect uh somebody else to fill it up for you mm -hmm. or before you can even gift to anybody else. And so that's quite literally focus on complimenting, focus on co creating in the relationship in the dating space less on codependence, mm -hmm. less on need. Yeah. And this is another example, speaking back to my um, prior point of, are you, it's a simple, it's a simple, <laughs> I have that quote. It's a simple question. It's a doctor. simple question, doctor. <laughs> Sorry, it's an inside joke with uh, Will Ferrell on SNL. It's a simple question, doctor. It's a simple question that you can ask yourself. Am I proactively creating a life that I love? If you are, if you're, if you're seeking out, you know, I'm passionate about this. I love this. I'm volunteering here. I'm, I'm forming incredible relationships that aren't even romantic. Yeah. I'm working on myself. I'm evolving as a human apart from whoever I choose to bring into my life. Ask yourself those questions and then you will have no other option but to emit that sort of confidence and love for yourself that will draw in the type of conscious partner that would be attracted to that type of human. Definitely. Yep. Mm. So Number good. three. Ugh. This one is toxic. Oh, it is. Yeah. Flirt with other people to get the person you are trying to 
date yeah dates attention mm-hmm. so flirting with somebody else in order to elicit a response from the person you're actually like uh, would like to date mm-hmm. by manipulation yeah and this can look this could happen if you are dating like okay we're exclusive now and we've you know sort of said like okay you're my girlfriend you're my boyfriend whatever or this could be I'm interested in someone and I want to get their attention by basically like posturing that I'm this prom queen, that I'm attractive, that I'm wanted by other people and you better step in and grab because this could go fast. This could go to someone else. I think we've all probably unfortunately had that late night out at the bar where we have a friend group where this is happening with one of the couples in the relationship or with some of the friends or somebody like somebody else. And so they start playing these games. Yeah. We've seen it in movies and television. Oh yeah. Unfortunately it happens. And, uh, I think basically the idea is, is he or she hasn't been paying enough attention to me lately. And so maybe if they witness me leaning Mm -hmm. in to flirtatious activity with somebody else, it will draw out that sort of like competitive nature. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's if it's the masculine who's been kind of numbed and dulled yeah. to something, it might take something that drastic, like flirting with somebody else, to go wait, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. No, wait. I was talking to her. Yeah. Yeah, and it it, it roots back again to the feminine. You know, if we're talking about the female eliciting or trying to get a man's a man's uh, attention, basically, it's coming back to the root. Right. Go upstream. The root of this is not bad. It's that. The feminine wants to be seen and claimed, wants to be seen fully and then spoken for, claimed. You are beautiful. I want you. That in and of itself is not bad. It's how it trickles downstream and manifests in this sort of toxic, manipulative way. And definitely, um, you know, I I can't say I've done this a ton in my life just because I I don't operate that way. But it it was definitely addressed in this book, the rules. And one of them, it will stand. It was burned in my brain some of these rules. But one of them is, um, men want to date or they want to be with the prom queen. They want to feel like they're with the prom queen. So the prom queen is Miss Popular. You know, everyone wants to date the prom queen, right? I'm being right. kind of flippant here, but so it's not bad if if I show him that I'm st- I'm attractive, I'm wanted by other people. Um, you could easily like, if you're in that frame of mind, like, uh, justify it. And and that's part of the reason this is such bad advice is because you may actually draw a response from, yeah. let's just use the masculine in this case. You may draw a response from the masculine who's not falling in love with you. Right. They're it's the idea of, it's you. the idea of you. It's, it's the collective agreement that you are the shiniest car in the lot. Yeah. And I ha- I may not actually, without all the other consensus opinion, want to drive that car. But once everybody else shows up and wants the car and now I have an opportunity yeah. to have it, it's the ability to have that. It's the scarcity mindset. And therefore, this. it has nothing to do with the, with the depth of your soul that I'm, that I'm drawn to. Right. It's the scarcity of you presenting yourself as a commodity that is wanted and you better act before I'm gone. Yeah. So this, there's really only two possible outcomes from this. Again, when it's coming from, and this could be either way, male or female kind of eliciting this response from their potential partner. But one of the two possibilities is you are going to elicit a sort of jealous and overbearing type response 
which does feel good for that dopamine hit, knowing that like, oh, he's interested or, oh, I got his attention again. That feels good for about a second and then it doesn't because now you are laying the groundwork, the, fu- the foundation of your relationship to be founded on <laughs> sort of this possession yeah. type of energy where now it's, it's uh, sort of um, encouraging distrust where it's like, I got to keep tabs on you because I know you're that wanted that like, you know, you could uh, run off or whatever. So I got to keep my eye on you and like, you know, really pay attention here because I don't want to lose you. So it's just, it creates this like gross feeling in the long run, but does feel good in the short term. And the second sort of response um, is that can come from this is you could push your partner or potential partner further away from you. So it has the opposite effect of what you're shooting for, where if they're even conscious a little bit, (laughs) they could see this and spot it from a mile away. And that's ultimately um, repulsive to them where it's like, that's a great point. "Uh, That's a game and I'm not into games. So you trying to kind of call in or attract a conscious partner by using this manipulative kind of approach, you're going to get the opposite effect where it's like, if this person is conscious, they're not going to want anything to do with you because they can see right through that game. Yeah. Okay. You may have never done this, but next time you brush your teeth, turn your toothpaste tube over and take a look at the ingredient list. You'll probably see things like sodium fluoride or sodium lauryl sulfate or sorbitol or artificial colors like blue dye number one. These are major hormone and gut disruptors. Do you see glycerin in the ingredient list? That's made from GMO vegetable oil, my love. It's toxic to your cells and actually blocks your saliva from doing its job in mineralizing your teeth. As a registered dental hygienist and lover of true holistic health, I quit using commercial toothpaste and dental products a long time ago. They just do not meet high standards for long-term health, no matter what seal you see stamped on the front of the tube. The ingredient list doesn't lie. If a product is going into my mouth and into my body multiple times a day, every day, In my opinion, it should be clean, reliable, and free of hormone disruptors and gut irritants. Which is why Chase and I have completely made the switch over to Living Libations dental products. They are packed with ancient healing herbs, gentle oils, and alkaline buffers. Our favorite is the Neem Alkalinizing Toothpaste. Only a tiny dot is needed, but you'll feel your whole mouth come alive as it breaks up bacteria colonies that cause bad breath while keeping your saliva alkaline, which is essential for a healthy mouth. Not to mention your teeth will feel super smooth and polished. To try for yourself, go to livinglibations.com and use the code MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, for a nice discount. They have a wide variety of products to choose from and amazing customer service if you have any questions on which product is right for you. When we know better, we can do better. And now, you know. Cheers, boo. Yep. So, so what do we do instead? You know, how do, we, how do we transmute this? I think we've talked about this one often, and it can work 
in dating still. Yeah. Uh, and it can work, uh, you know, oftentimes if you're even talking about the idea of dating with somebody, these can still work. You know, if it's a friend relationship or if it's a new relationship and, and these types of games start to surface, having a check-in. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't ha- check-ins don't have to be for the married couple or the or the long-term committed couple. They can be for friends and they can be for, you know, dating relationships as well. Yeah. And I will say to this, um, you know, we've talked about check-ins before and how we use them in our relationship. The verbiage might be different if you are, you know, co- sort of casually dating someone and, and trying to get to like, okay, are we exclusive? Like that type of relationship. If it's coming from the masculine I would say that's wonderful because most women are looking for the masculine or the man to kind of step in and be like sort of that DTR, like define the relationship, like, hey, what's going on here? And for you to be um, in a balanced, right, in a a balanced and loving way, sort of like, hey, let's get on the same page. That's the energy behind it is like, hey, I'm I'm feeling like maybe we have different intentions or whatever. Like, I just want to get on the same page. That is so attractive. That was one of the the very first things that honestly attracted me back to you was that I had been playing games for three years and the fact that you didn't want to play games and (laughs) you wanted the opposite where you're like, let's cut to the chase, pun intended. Mm. Um, Cut to this chase. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I did. Um, you made it very clear that you weren't here to manipulate me or to take advantage of me or anything. You weren't here to play games and you took that on and started those conversations. And that was like, um, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, and what's so funny about that? Thank you. Uh, what's so funny about that is like, you know, a little bit different from when we were actually apart. I didn't study the rules of dating. I didn't study the, the sophisticated formula for, you know, finding women I just worked on myself a lot after a period of really not working on myself um, I, I worked on myself a lot and and just was able to rationalize if I'm not true to myself and authentic to what I want to create for my life and that's for my business that's for my health and that's for my relationships that's for my spirituality then it's not worth it and so if there's a game in any one of those spaces fuck that yeah so my my sort of motto was radical transparency honesty with confidence yeah and so i encourage anybody that doesn't have to just be men it can be women as well we've used the the analogy a couple times but like such confidence in your home in your individuality that it's safe that it's beautiful that anybody would would want to be a part of this and somebody might at some point in time but not being afraid to show every piece of it uh to the degree that is appropriate um and 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 just kind of go from there Mm -hmm. because that energy will bring back a response that will fit yeah absolutely um i think another thing that people can do while they're dating to kind of get on the same page without being overbearing is to use the phrase, the story I'm telling myself is great. And this is a tool. I don't even remember who, who taught it to me, but it's such a wonderful tool to be able to fully and openly reveal the truth of your heart 
how you're actually feeling while also emitting the energy of, hey, I'm calling this a story because I'm fully admitting that it could just be a story in my head that I'm telling myself, but I want to be honest with you. So in this case that we're talking about, say, um, you know, say you are dating someone or you're interested in someone and you don't know where the, the relationship stands. If you're just being played with, toyed with, if you're number, you know, four on the speed dial of a week's worth of girls that you cycle through, like that is so real in dating. And if you really want to like get on the same page, something you could say is the story I'm telling myself is blank. So You could say, you know, this is just an example. I'm just making this up. But if you're speaking from the feminine, if you're speaking to the the man, um, I would say something like, so, you know, I know we haven't really had like a conversation of like what this is or what the intention is or where we're going or what you want. Um, And when, when that doesn't happen or when you avoid maybe those conversations, the story I'm telling myself is that... I'm probably just, you know, in a lineup of girls that you're dating and I'm just kind of being maybe toyed with or played with or you can use whatever words you want. But the point is, is that you are telling him how you feel in a balanced and unemotional way. That's not toxic. You're basically saying like, this is this is really how I feel. And then at the end of that, you say you offer them to respond and say, like, you know, is is any of that true? Yeah. And give them a chance to respond. And it could be and be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm really just here to have fun. And I am dating other people. And if that's not what you want, that's okay. Blah, 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 blah. But at least you're giving the person a chance to respond. And maybe it is a story. And you're and he's like, no, I I, I, I just... I didn't know where you were at and I didn't want to, you know, um, you know, overstep or anything like that. And now you've opened up the door for this conscious and sort of healthy type of dialogue and communication. And you can take that and move forward and progress your relationship based on that healthy communication. Yeah. This really plays back into a lot of the things that we were talking about with number one, as far as like not guarding yourself too much. And so a lot of the, a lot of times, if you treat number one correctly, where um, you're you're not completely hiding yourself or playing too hard to get, you may prevent you know this type of activity from you know sure. manipulation through flirting with other people. A great example is just when we were getting back together in part two. I think both of us took our turn in that transparency and authenticity. I mean, there were moments where I although it was completely culturally frowned upon to do this to your (laughs) ex-wife was like, I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about what it would be like if we were back together Mm -hmm. or you saying when when we did really start to get back together, this isn't like dating. This isn't dating for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in this like to to forever. I said, yeah, I said kind of (laughs) like nonchalantly we were talking on the phone and we were talking about like, hey, what would this look like? Like, what if, you know, this is weird, but what if? And I just threw out there, which was so against everything in my being. Against the rules. Against the rules, just smashed, just bulldozed. And I said, I don't intend on being with anyone else. Yeah. And after I said it, I was like, holy shit, that was bold. (laughs) But it, it switched. It was the kind of one final piece into like, we're fucking in this. Yeah. And, and it was perfect. Um, 
Yeah, yeah I got uh, a good response from you. Uh, good you response. Were, you, well, you were first. You were really surprised. You were like, wait, can you, can you, what did you just say? I just want to clarify real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> number four, this one is as 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 we're all in the self development space we lean a little bit into the spiritual like metaphysical space oftentimes you see this word thrown around a lot and that's manifestation mm. and there's even like a mystery there's like a manifestation yeah. where <laughs> yeah. where women are are given this another formula for yeah. creating the man of their dreams right. and it it works for men as well it's a little less like romantic um but it's more like hey i want to you know meditate on a girl who's you know, looks a particular way, dresses a particular way, um, or or for girls, it's like I want tall, dark, and handsome. I yeah. want money. I want sports car. I want athlete, or yeah. or not. Maybe it's writer and and you know a, a thinker and an artist. It doesn't matter who it is. There's this idea that you can follow a formula to manifest the person of your dreams and create a vision board. Everybody, yeah. you know, <laughs> put those six pack abs on one side. You know, put the Bible on the other, and you want this motherfucker to be perfect. And if you think about it and stare at it long enough, it'll happen for you. Well, that's a myth. <laughs> it's also just really unhealthy to get yeah. that nuanced with what you yeah. want. It, it's taking understanding your values and what you value in other people to a sort of orthorexic degree. Yeah, and... and the same manifestation is, is such a powerful tool and there's real energy behind it, but it's so manipulated and people, whether it's money or whether it's relationships, there are marketers and salesmen who are, who are selling these programs for just like out of thin air, having shit happen to you in your life. And so let's, let's really look deeper because there's some truths to the energy that can be, um, you know, leveraged in this type of practice for creating a uh, healthy relationships. And so, Instead of focusing on the physicality, uh, maybe the the profile, like like it's almost like this manifestation practice is you're imagining someone's social media profile <laughs> and you want it to look a particular way. Yeah. And it's all external. Yeah. But what if the manifestation and the focus during the meditation was actually on the feelings mm -hmm. of what it would be like to be in relationship with someone who complimented you who you felt yeah. co-creative with right. who who made you laugh uncontrollably who made you have goosebumps in the hair stand up on the back of your neck because you felt so seen who looked you in the eyes like what right. does that feel like who who climaxed with you <laughs> uh, so so why doesn't this work all that well uh it, it actually can work you know you can p make these vision boards and you can literally go out hunting sure, sure you know uh but but the challenge is that one you may be tunnel visioning you don't know what you don't know yeah. you may not know yet that you have an affinity for a particular profile mm -hmm. if you're sort of programmed into wanting one type of uh, yeah. romantic partner or like so, say your your first boyfriend was xyz like i did this when i all i knew was dated athletes so i was attracted to athletes there's nothing wrong with that but if you're so focused on that that you keep eliciting and manifesting keep bringing into your life people of the same type of energy yeah. and attitude and how they treat you like that's a time to maybe like let go a little bit of the type totally. that you have. I think for men, it's really common to, whether it's conscious or not, 
manifest your mother. Yeah. Um, because there's a, there's an unhealthy relationship to the feminine when yeah. it, in the form of mother son. And mm-hmm. I think for women with the masculine as well, there's an, there can be a very unhealthy relationship with the masculine and, and the feminine in the form of father daughter that can program a desire from the feminine as they go into their romantic life. Right. And that can elicit the version of your father that maybe did not allow you to be seen, Mm -hmm. that did not allow you to feel safe yet. You're trying to win that over by bringing that same type of person back into your life. It's familiar. It feels good because it's familiar. It's not that you're like, Oh, she looks like my mom. I want to have sex with her. Right. It's, 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 it's an energetic thing. It's, if and it's you a knowing are ma- yourself. And just generally, if you are manifesting, meditating from an unbalanced state on things that you want to show up for you externally, you might be manifesting into your life this slippery slope of codependence. At the worst, maybe it's emotional trauma or abuse mm-hmm. if you're not looking inward to begin with. Yeah. So what do we do, right? Like, And, I, and I'm taking a quote here from... Um, Esther Hicks in the, in the channeled works of Abraham, which we've talked a little bit about before. And, and I'm not completely on board with, with the entire Abraham Hicks like collection, but there's some absolute gold in there. And I really like this quote. Um, Start focusing on the essence of what you want in a relationship, which means not only how you want her, she's using her in this case, her to look or how you want her to sound, but even more importantly, how you want to feel when you are with her. Yes. And what I want to feel and experience my life in my life in relationship is so fortunately what we have. But it's those moments of like tears coming out of my eyes because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> um, so much of a magnetic sexual draw to you that makes me want to just you know penetrate the depths of your soul and not just your body. Um, (laughs) and creating with you collaboratively, like we're stacking rocks on top of each other to build a tower, Mm -hmm. not please come fill this huge gaping hole that I have in my life with your booty or your (laughs) cooking ability. I will do that also. But you can do that too. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I like, and, and this is a practice that, I didn't spend a lot of time on when I was single, like sitting there meditating on the girlfriend that I wanted. But as I, in our life now, mm-hmm. look to the future of our relationship, also our business and you know, our family, it is so much more in the feels. Yeah. And what I want to experience energetically less on the specifics mm-hmm. where, where, you know, my manifestation practice or meditation practice used to be like, yeah, that, that mansion on the beach. Yeah. It's less that and more like, wait, wait a second. What would it feel like to feel completely fulfilled? Yeah. And, and focusing on that. And so, and so the same thing here. Yeah. I would say, um, just adding to your beautiful examples, um, something for me when I would, you know, if I were to go back into dating now that I have now with you, but I would want <laughs> is I want to feel free. I want to feel free yeah. not to go out and party it up and do whatever I want and, you know, be out late and all of that. I want to feel free to be me. Yeah. I also want to feel free to learn and grow and evolve and change. 
because that was something that I think that we both didn't have in part one that now we do have. And it's just drastically different. When you allow your partner to be and feel free, truly, one, not only is that so insanely attractive, it exudes this self-love and confidence. And I've said it before on the podcast. I've said it on Instagram before. I'm not worried about like some other beautiful girl. We're down here in Southern California, y'all. There are beautiful girls every freaking, every place, everywhere you look, there's beautiful people. I'm not, I'm worried 0% because I am so confident in my ability to love you the way that you want to and Mm -hmm. need to be loved and the way that you, how you want to feel in life. I know that I am a good match for that. And I know that I'm going to keep showing up for you the best way that I can. So I don't, it's fine. Like we both have guy and girl friends and whatever. Um, but I want you to feel free and I want to feel free. Yeah. And I think that that's something that most people would say is a really attractive and necessary quality in relationship. If you want it to feel truly conscious. Yeah. Very aligned. Mm. Yeah. So uh, just to wrap that one up, focusing on the feeling. So if you're sitting in front of your juve red light and you are wanting to bring in or manifest your partner, start with yourself. Go inward to you first instead of focusing on, okay, I want him to have brown hair and blue eyes and I want him to wear bright colors and be super tan and be muscular. I'm basically describing Chase. He needs to have a beard and white straight teeth. (laughs) Instead of focusing on all those things, (laughs) I would want to focus on how do I want to feel in this relationship? I want to feel desired. I want to feel loved. I want to feel free and open and that I am absolutely supported in anything that I choose to do in my life. Like focusing on those feelings And then your brain will deem those things necessary or important and you will automatically be attracted to situations, environments, events, and people who, who help you achieve that basically. Yeah. I don't doubt the power of manifestation. And with that, it's proceed with real intention and um, care for Mm -hmm. what you want to bring back into your life. Right. Because, it's, yeah, what you put out, it, it's going to come back. It's more than just a glorified letter to Santa Claus. Yes. Yeah. All right. So That's it. Four we, of them. Should we just quickly uh, name the four? Yes. So the first one was <laughs> that we broke apart, remember? Playing hard to get and don't reveal too much of yourself to them too soon. The second one, find someone that can take care of your needs and vice versa. Bulldozed that one. Um, the third one, flirt with other people to get their attention. Mm-mm. And the fourth, we just went over the myth of manifestation. Focus in instead on the feelings of yourself. Let us know, guys, what uh, is coming up for you yeah. as you as you run through these. This is four of probably four hundred that we could talk <laughs> right. about, and uh, we can do a part two. We want to continue on in the dating space uh, when it comes to getting getting. Um, ideas and topics discussed because it's real and we all if we're not all experiencing it ourselves we know people who are yeah and so we can be a community and a support system for people who are dating Mm -hmm. um even if we're in committed relationships so 
uh, fired up about this topic and hit us up with what resonated. And again, all of these things can be literally inserted into even a marriage. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm going to ask? I know what you're going to ask. And I got exactly what I'm going to say. All right. What for you, my love, is your medicine today? Mm, My medicine today. I've been gone for what seems like years. (laughs) I was gone for a few days this week. I was out of town on a work leadership retreat. And I know that my medicine today is staring at your beautiful blue eyes with a early afternoon exit off of our laptops, closing things down for the day, maybe around three o'clock this afternoon. It's a Friday. We're going to hit the beach. I'm going to kiss your face, (laughs) stare at your eyeballs and then stare out at the blue sky and ocean and sit in gratitude for my life. And uh, your presence is medicine for me. Mm. And um, I love two to three days away. Um, it's just so healthy. And a piece of that is just because it's another reminder of how fucking in love I am <laughs> with you. Oh, I love that. So that's my medicine is your beautiful everything. You're making my heart and other things go pitter patter. <laughs> <laughs> what? My love. For you is the medicine. Well, while you were gone, you know this, but uh, our listeners probably don't. Um, while you were away, I took on the large uh, activity, the responsibility, the goal of cleansing our entire condo and uh, cleaning it from top to bottom, just getting rid of just stuff that's been sitting that we haven't touched in literally two years, cleansing cupboards and drawers and closets, scrubbing the floors and the walls and actually adding some of my own sort of creative touch to our bedroom that's been pretty like plain for ever since I moved in. And we've just been prioritizing other things. Like on a Saturday when you could start a project for the bedroom, not that kind of project, um, like painting or decor or whatever. Um, when you live on a tropical island, that never sounds like it, it should be the priority. Yeah. Like we're always like, uh, do you want to do that? Mm, it's 78 and sunny and perfect. Let's go to the beach instead. And I've loved that. So anyways, uh, these last two days have been a permission slip for me to just get into that mode and just rip it apart. And I honestly, it felt so cathartic. It felt so just restorative, regenerative. I, I just feel so good letting go of things that don't serve us anymore, you know, physically and actually adding some of my creative spark to places in our condo to, to make it feel more like our place. Um, you know, for a lot of, for a long time, I was kind of taking on the attitude that this is Chase's condo. This is Chase's place. And I'm just here. I'm just living in it with him. And I'm past that where I think we're past that, where I really want it to feel like our place together. Um, so yeah, that's been my mm. medicine and I'm just riding that high still. And it looks uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, feels good. So, um, I, I'm also very, uh, grateful for you to just trust me that I'm, uh, I can do it and just giving me again, freedom to just be me and express that side of myself. Mm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. What a gift. So good. All right, you guys. Thanks for hanging with us and listening to this episode. We want to hear from you. Slide into our DMs. If this helped you in any way, shape, or form, please share it. We also would love a review if you're listening in uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, and if you have never left a review for us, we absolutely would love it. Share, share, share. Let's go. <laughs> and also, you know, when you share, Give a, a quick little blurb on why you either love the medicine podcast or why this episode specifically hit you or what landed for you. Um, if you just share a screenshot, that can help. But oftentimes, you know, we are walking billboards for the things that we love in our life. And when you share with someone or on your story and you also um, share what you love about it, it just it lands even harder. So uh, love you. Thank you. Go spread some light and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.